Welcome to Live From Lockdown. You have Zach and Dom keeping you company in this time of the coronavirus. Dom's at his house. I'm at mine. Unfortunately, again, not on the excursion. Mm. That will have to be shelved possibly for a few weeks, Dom, we're thinking now. Yeah, just waiting to see what happens with the outbreak that's happened in my part of the world. But uh, look, it's looking good. It's been it's looking a lot better than it was on Monday, I'd say. The coronavirus has come after the collective noun excursion. It's also come after yeah. the community garden AGM Dom, which oh, I've been me. I've been I've been forward selling <laughs> for a month now. So what? we'll get to uh, the impacts of COVID nineteen on the local community group mm. later in the show. But I understand you're in the midst of a Animal rescue. It's yeah, free yeah. willy, but free uh, poly, free <laughs> possum. Well, look, you've said that that I'm potentially not helping the possum population in my local area. That's been your theory to this point, isn't it? That I'm, I'm causing more harm than good. No, I, I think there's potential for that. You know, if they build up, uh, if they, you've been feeding your local possum. Yeah. And if you were feeding it to a point that it became reliant on you, I think that would be negative. Well, firstly, Polly, my possum in the possum box, has had a baby who is in the box with her. That's that's just a sidebar. That's very cute, though. We've called the baby Polly Junior. Um, in an act of great creativity. Oh, so you guys, you guys get uh, naming rights, do you? Well, I don't know. I'm not. <laughs> okay, when you get a dog, who names it? Well, I do. And if that dog had a puppy, who names it? Well, but that's because that's the interaction. Yeah, I'm the being that's going to interact with that yeah. dog the most. Sure. Whereas I believe when the possum's on the back of its mum, yeah. cruising around in the trees, <laughs> and you're yelling out, Polly Junior, why won't you come to me? <laughs> that's true. Uh, it, Polly it must Jun- be the time of season, because I told you that mine had a, a baby as well. Yeah, you mentioned that. Have you seen it cruising around on its back? No, it's not quite on uh, at that age. Apparently, the first like three to four months, they live mostly in the pouch brushed our babies and then they spend the next five or six months after that on the back so i think we're still in the pouch stage and i think we're well, where the hell did mine come from then wouldn't they be aren't they having babies at the same time similar times but or do they not have uh, are they not seasonal breeders are they look I've, I've done a fair bit of research probably too much research on this they're somewhat seasonal breeders but they in a climate such as queensland's where it never gets super cold they can kind of have babies all year round. Is the long and short of it. So, so Papali Junior isn't the uh, isn't the possum you're rescuing. So which no, one is? no. So I was out for my possum swatting walk uh, about a week ago now. Um, I just sometimes and walk up the this? street. Well, I'll just walk up the street at night, and I'll just shine a torch around in the bushes and see if I can see any possums on the local street. I have scared a few neighbours, I think. Uh, yeah, well, because aren't you shining torch lights into their properties? Well, not into the houses or anything, but if they looked out the window... But are the trees yes. on their land? Uh, yeah, that's fair to say. So, if they looked out the window, they would see a hooded young man shining a torch into their property. And so, I can imagine Go why on. there's a few lights Polly turned Polly Junior! Polly Junior! <laughs> well, Where are you? I'm what just... did you say last time? Come to Daddy! No. <laughs> I'm just, I, I just want to see a few possums. I mean, that. It, when did that become and a crime? And what's the hit rate like? Are you seeing a lot of possums? Yeah, yeah. I would say, well, last night, for example, I'll get to what happened last night, but last night I would have seen about seven or eight possums in about a 20-minute walk. So there's a lot in this area. They're everywhere here. It's, um, it's a bit like a possum CBD, um, the local area I live in. So I was walking up the street about a week ago, 
and I saw a young possum look like maybe a year old. It was still quite, quite small, but on its own and it had an injured leg. So it, it was moving around. Okay. But you could see kind of this scarring on one of its legs and it couldn't quite get any traction with that leg. Anyway, I called the RSPCA and they said, oh, if you see it again, give us a call back when you see it. Just monitor it. Saw it again last night, Zach. And it's mm. it was still struggling with its leg. And as of today, the RSPCA has entrusted me with a possum trap that they want me to go and sit later tonight to try to catch this injured but possum and get it fixed. is this on someone fixed. else's property? Yes, it is on someone else's property. Are they aware of this? I believe the RSPCA has spoken to them. I How? haven't. Uh, they, wow. Well, I think they knocked on the door when they dropped the possum trap off here. They knocked on the door up there and said, hey, you're good if you put a possum trap in your yard. And the person So hang on, hang court. on. The way that they're going about this is yeah. because you alerted them because yeah. you were walking past a random person's house. Yeah. Like, let's say that this is me. Mm. So I get a knock on the door from the RSPCA. Hey, yeah. we think that there's a possum that lives on your property that's injured. Mm. There's a kid up the road. <laughs> He's going to come down maybe at midnight, sometime <laughs> during the night. With a possum trap. <laughs> he will be hooded. He will have a torch. But if yeah. you see someone climbing your fence and, and, and <laughs> rumbling around in the bushes, don't think any, anything of it. I, is I, that I, the approach? I hear how this it is, sounds. This is a horrible Ocean's Eleven. No, no. I hear how it sounds, but the safety of this possum, nothing's going to come between me and, and saving this possum. That's my strategy at the moment. doesn't matter what. I don't care if I'm going to scare a few neighbours along the way. So be it. That's the cost of saving this possum's life. No, but what I'm saying is why don't you say to the neighbours, the, uh, the setting of the trap is just putting it out, isn't it? It's not a complicated process. Well, so why don't you go, why don't, why don't you just say to the neighbours, mm. hey, do you mind if we, it, it, can you put this out? Well, I could do that, but I'm invested in the story now, Zach. I want to be the hero. I want right. to be. So the, that's not really about the possum, then, is no, it? No, <laughs> no. The bigger thing is, though, quite seriously, is that um, you need to monitor the trap uh, pretty regularly. Uh, and they apparently the neighbour said, "Oh, can someone at the RSPCA do it?" And so they've asked me if I can do it. I think that's kind but of what, what do you mean monitor it pretty regularly? You can stay in it overnight. You can stay in it overnight. You've got to get there at the crack of dawn. Yeah, when basically. The sun comes up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. look, I, I, Zach, I, I, I think I'm an honorary RSPCA employee at the moment or volunteer. Because that's basically what's happening here. I'm here to save this possum. I don't know how it's going to go tonight. I have to watch. There's like a half hour YouTube tutorial about how to set a possum trap that I'm, I haven't watched yet. I need to watch that. But I, honestly, I'm, I feel a bit like um, I'm a man on a mission today. Um, so what's going to be the process? So in the morning, if there's a possum in the trap, and then what happens if you catch the wrong possum? So I will know how to let the possum out. I know how to un- undo the trap. Oh. Of course, I didn't think it was trapped yeah. in there forever. <laughs> like I'm saying, no. I'm saying, do you do you have any? What's your plan to mm. make sure you get the right one? Is what I'm saying. So that this particular bush, I have now seen that possum twice, and no other possums in there. So my initial plan so is, I'll go. Is up, it, uh, yes, is, are you going to put it at the bottom of a, tr- a tree? I mean, uh, they don't like, like coming to the ground, do they? Brush tails don't mind coming to the ground for some for food or, or for just running around. Ring tails won't. Brush tails will. So if I just put it in this shrub, I reckon, and I put a bit of apple in there, I reckon that'll entice this possum in. I've called the possum Pippa, um, if you're interested. So that'll get Pippa into the trap. I'm not. <laughs> well, look, actually, last night, it's funny. Last night I was um, I was looking for this possum when I was on the phone at the RSPCA. And this would be about 9.30 at night. And this woman, local resident walking her dog, walked past me. 
And she, I think she was quite startled again to see a man in a hoodie shining a torch, you know, around different people's properties. I explained to her the situation and, um, and I think she thought I was talking about my pet because I kept calling it Pippa. And I said, I can't find Pippa. I think Pippa's somewhere in the tree. And then eventually... Are you serious? Well, I was, I was always on the phone to the RSPCA, so I was a yeah, bit but distracted. You, but but you're, when you're distracted, your first mm. port of call is to call it the name that you yeah. made up. <laughs> To strangers. Yeah. I'm, I'm and so to thinking. explain the situation to going past the way that you want to explain mm. it, you don't think, oh, there's a possum. It's an injured possum. I'm on the phone to the right people. I got to that. I did get okay. to that eventually. And we, we cleared it up. And that woman was lovely, It was a 90-minute story. That, that woman actually helped me look for about uh, 20 minutes. And she said she'd keep an eye out as well. So that was that was lovely. But anyway. I, take the uh, dog off the lead. It will find it pretty quick. Yeah. Well, actually, she was using the dog on the lead. She, it was a bit like... um. What's that that show with the dog? Where is it Lassie? That's a show with a dog. Yeah, you know, where they're like, where they're like, what are you saying, Lassie? Is it this way? She was basically talking to the dog that way. It was it was leading us on the investigation. So, um, anyway, that's going to be my whole night. Basically, I'm going to I'm going to wander down at about seven seven thirty tonight. I'm going to see if I can see the possum um, before I put the trap out, just to make sure it's in the general area. Then I'll put the the trap out if I if I can see it. I'll come back every few hours and just check on it and go from there. Would you consider like some getting some type of tape recorder, mm. recording yourself calling it, cooing, yeah. Yeah. and put the tape recorder inside the cage? <laughs> because Pippa would be so delighted to hear your voice. You probably have good recall. Very funny. You're enjoying this a lot. Oh, here's me being a wildlife hero. I, You know what I should do tonight? What I should do is I should wear that khaki gear that I, I got um, that you told me. That's a good like, idea. I someone might confuse you for Steve Irwin. <laughs> <laughs> when if, I, if someone walking their dog in the middle of the night, they're like, come home and they're like, I know this sounds crazy and maybe <laughs> I haven't had much sleep. I think Steve Irwin's <laughs> up the road trying to catch a possum. <laughs> well, I do all have all that, that khaki gear that I bought with that fashion advisor years ago sitting in the wardrobe so i'll get that out and i'll go and catch this possum i think it's honestly i i i think it's going to work the other option they told me was if i can't get it in the trap i could try uh, try to throw like a towel around it and tackle it and try to bring yeah. it in but i just like those uh have you seen that footage of those federal police tackling that con man up on the beach in queensland yes yes yeah <laughs> that could be you and pippa <laughs> yeah, yeah but i just i don't think pippa's still moving relatively quickly despite her, her leg problem. They think it's dermatitis, I think, was what uh, the RSPCA told me from the video I took. So she's still moving relatively okay. Um, so what will they do? Uh, with dermatitis. So if it's dermatitis, uh, it's like a basic two-week um, antibiotics course with a wildlife rescuer. So um, I, they did... One of the people... It was funny. I was... Uh, before I called the RSPCA, because I didn't really know who you called in that situation, I called Animal Emergency Brisbane. And the first thing that came up, I called them and they said, I'll let it be. If you take that to the vet, they're just going to euthanize it. Mm, and I thought, That's what well, they do most of the time. I thought, that's pretty dark. So, um, if I find Pippa... Well, I mean, not really because it's in pain. Well, yeah, but, but they don't... Obviously, no one's paying the bill to fix it. So, that's the problem. But, yeah, I've done that a few times. We hit, I hit a possum in the car once mm. and I took it to after hours. Um, actually, was I driving? I think my friend was driving. Mm. And... Um, we took it to an after-hours vet and we thought we were doing, you know, we, we went away like dusting our hands like, we saved that possum's life. And mm. uh, Sarah, who uh, we had, we had to go get Sarah to help us. 
And she said afterwards, she's like, you know, they're just going to euthanize it, right? And we're like, what? No, sure. they're going to nurse it back to hell. And she's like, who's going to pay for that? What? And then they're going to they're going to invest all this money and time to a possum. And there's like crazy amounts of possum in the wild. Mm. They're not going to do that. Yeah. It's well, like, so oh, I, damn. I will volunteer to pay the bills if they're reasonable. So I, I'm invested. In Why don't story you? Now. Yeah. If you really care about possums, take mm. the amount of money that you were going to spend on that and donate it to a cause that is, you know, is re. Uh, establishing uh, areas for them to live in the wild. What, and just give up on this one? Yeah, well, that's going to do much better for possums generally. This is, I feel like we're in a, we're in an ethics course, aren't we? We're in a philosophy course. What is, what should one do? Prioritize the good of one possum in the immediate future or many possums in the long-term future? How can you well, compare one life versus many? Our, this was the debate over the orca. You know, the one Free Willy? Yeah, sure. That I was telling you about last podcast when yep. they... So, it cost $20 million to release it into the wild. Wow. And and it lasted two years in the wild. So, there are a few people that are like, mm, I reckon $20 million would have gone a good way to helping orcas in captivity generally yeah, rather than just yeah. one. It's a good point. I had... The other things I am doing, and this is off your advice, I am, I've been looking up um, native plants. I want to plant some more native plants, maybe some wattle and things like that that they can eat in the backyard. How are the uh, moraes doing? You haven't <laughs> given us an update on those for a while. The, yeah. the hedge that you planted out the front of your parents' house that the postman ripped up. It ripped up one of them. No, they're going great. They're strong. Uh, some of them are like, honestly, almost fence height now. They've grown great. Um, I wouldn't plant them in hindsight because they are an invasive species and I, I didn't really care no, about that. If only that. someone gave you no. a heads up about that. <laughs> I didn't care about that when you told me because I didn't really understand what it meant outside of that'll look pretty. But now that I know that it's possum food, I do care more about it. It's fair to say. Um, but yeah, so we've got the lily pillies in the back. I want to plant some wattle, I think. I don't know. what are, what are Your possums love guavas, don't they? Yeah, guavas aren't native, eh? Yeah, okay. I'll figure out we what else. We plant that tree. What, what's well, a native um, plant? Mulberry tree's coming in hot as well. That's not native either. What are some native plants you reckon I could plant the possums would like to eat? You're the gardening man. I I see owls in the... Actually, I don't know if it eats... I think they eat... Well, generally, I don't know what possums eat. Generally, a lot of the plants that I'm planting are for birds and bees. Yeah, okay, sure. Banksia. Things yep. like that. Yeah. Lots okay. of different flowers. I don't know. Look it up. What do they... They eat flowers and, and, and seeds and stuff, don't they? It just said Fruits. native native plants was all I kept finding. But anyway, I'll do more research on that. The, the point is I am going to... I'm going to invest a lot of time and a lot of energy into saving this possum tonight if I can. There is every chance that my goodwill goes wrong and something bad happens, but I'm going to try my best to, uh, to, to save this possum's what life. Do, what bad could go wrong? What do you mean? Well, okay, what bad could go wrong is I end up trapping a neighborhood cat or something like that. <laughs> that, that has occurred to me. And someone's owners take me to court. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> definitely going poorly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, so I don't, I, I'm just, I'm going to do my best. I'm going to do my best. And my now, heart's in the right place. What would be really bad is if you trap the neighbor's cat and mm. knowing that the most humane thing to do for an injured animal is to put it out of its misery. <laughs> <laughs> if you took it upon yourself to euthanize it. <laughs> and then the neighbor, and then I can just imagine in the movie, the process would have been completed. And then you'd mm. look up in the tree and you go, Hang on, that's Pippa. <laughs> <laughs> then who's this? Pull the sheet off. Oh no, it's Mrs. Smith's cat. I should mention, by the way, because I didn't know this. When I say <clears throat> possum trap, I'm not saying like a mouse trap. 
this this trap doesn't hurt the possum at all. I I when if someone said you should set a possum it, trap, I was like, assumed? that sounds dark. Yeah, it's a cage that they go into and then the door shuts. Yeah, that's it. That's basically it. So we're all on board with that. I don't think we well, were picturing a massive piece of wood <laughs> that had basically a guillotine that comes down on top of it. I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure. But anyway, so I've been talking to the RSPCA ambulance people last night and this morning, and they've entrusted me with the job. So I'll have an update for you next podcast, hopefully. And if something does go wrong, I'm really glad that this podcast was recorded before the possum trapping, and I can use it in court as a testament to my goodwill. Okay. You think intention will come into play, do you? Well, I just think I think having this recorded ahead of oh. the scene. It was why like difference if, between murder and manslaughter. <laughs> well, it was why if one of the neighbors came out to talk to me and say, you know, what are you doing on my yard? I'd be able to say, "Hey, look, I have a phone record of calling the RSPCA and lodging a report. We're all good here." Well, we'll be uh, eagerly awaiting to see what happens to Pippa. Yeah. And um Hopefully it all goes to plan. Yeah, the, the catch and release. Fingers crossed we can we can get her rehabilitated. Um, I'm I haven't seen our himself. possum in a while. I think it's moved on. I hope it has because um, I don't particularly want it to be eaten by the snake. And I think if it hangs around, it will. So they it might have pushed away for a while. Yeah, right. They do do that. Brush tails. They can um just go to a different den for like a couple of months. Just basically, it's like a holiday. It's like they just decide to go somewhere else. And it can be seasonal, so when it gets warmer or colder, they can move elsewhere. I've learned a lot about possums lately. But I can also imagine that if there's a big snake next to you, that would be a fair reason to pack up the kids. Mm, Honey, we're, we're moving in the neighbourhood. Yeah. Snake's moved in. Oh, <laughs> there goes the neighbourhood. That's it's. I've it never really be. understood that saying. What does it mean when they say "there goes the neighborhood"? Like you know, we were building such a nice thing now, and then someone cranky moved in. There goes the neighborhood. Is yes. that the idea? I think it's the idea. It's also the idea. I'm pretty sure behind basically every Tim Allen sitcom, generally. Mm, that's where I got it from. Yeah. Right. Uh, speaking of neighborhood disputes, yes. you were asking about how the. What was it? The community garden photo shoot well, went the other day. Yeah, and, and bef- we'll get onto the AGM in a second. I am concerned because what you've said about the AGM, I'm, worry- I'm worried it's sounding a bit like, you know how Trump's trying to cancel the election or postpone the yeah, election because oh, he's worried? Boy, it's similar. Yeah. There's a lot of similarities. <laughs> okay. but, well, the photo shoot was the other day. It went, um, it went pretty well. The paper was a little smaller than I had imagined. <laughs> and so... <laughs> <laughs> yep. So... Uh, yeah, it was a very lo-fi. Mm. Um, it was a lo-fi event, but it was great. It was good to connect with the local paper. It was yeah. good to have some of the people come down. Um, however, I think I did witness a live Karen moment. Really? Which I think might be my first one ever. What happened? So, we're down at the community garden. This car pulls up across the street. Now, the community garden is in a park. so And it's in a like a dead end, like a uh, cul-de-sac. Sure. And so there's no thoroughfare. And so one side of the road is a park. The other side of the road is houses. This car pulls up behind one of the parked cars on the opposite side of the street, kind Mm. of to a screech. And I was like, that's a bit weird. And I could see out of the corner of my eye, this person get out and walk over to us. But I was in a conversation, so I didn't really process what was going on. I just remember thinking, is that person, you know, been to the community garden before? Are they coming for the photo shoot? Do I recognize them? That type of thing. Sure. They come over and they go, who owns that car? the one parked just out on the street. And I'm like, oh, sorry, not mine. Mm. And someone else put up their hand and go, oh, yeah, that's my car. Now, I'll try to get the tone right here <laughs> of what the person said. Yeah. But they said, 
would you mind moving it, please? Oh, wow. I would like to park out the side of my house. That's where I usually park. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh, if there was, like, a Karen meter, that's that's hitting... Uh, it's 98 at least, moving towards 9900. Now, I need to make clear the circumstances. Mm. There's no other cars on the street. Yeah. It is an empty street. There's plenty of parking opportunities. Mm. And just so you know, if you're listening in a part of the world where you you don't um, understand the local regulations in our country... No, you don't own the road out the front of your house. No. You have no dibs on that. You have no rights to park there more than anyone else. Yeah. It's a free-for-all. I do know that people who live in some inner suburbs and inner city sort of areas struggle with this a lot with people who will just, for work or whatever reasons, or for apartments, they will street park and take all the parking away for residents. And that's like a different issue compared to what's this happening is, here. This, so what I'm saying is on the park side of the road, there would be... 300 meters of free parks <laughs> with not a car there, not one car there. And, and so, so that would mean that they would have to walk four meters across the road yeah. to get to their where their house is. <laughs> I was like, what? Are you kidding me? Yeah. It's, it, it, Are you serious? It does make you wonder how that person experiences day-to-day life, doesn't it? For that well, to cause them to I, screech it, up. They had to. There's only two possibilities. That they're having a really bad day. Yep, and that's always on the Actually, table. I'll give you three possibilities. They're yep. having a really bad day, and that's just set them off for some reason. It's like, I will not walk four metres across the road. Yep. Uh, two, they got a problem with the community garden, mm. which is actually really possible as well. Yeah. And three, um, they uh, think that that person was responsible for some misgiving in their life previously. <laughs> it's like they've seen that car again. They're like, that's the car that cut me off three weeks ago. Right. I'm going to go give it to them. Yeah, it, it does. The screech is interesting to me because it makes me think. So that- they parked across their driveway. That's yeah. what That's what I like at the time. I should have thought something was off, but yeah. it was in the corner of my eye. So they parked across their driveway behind this other car. And I was like, that's, that's, this is weird. It's right. like how in a movie, how a car pulls up to do a bank robbery. <laughs> yeah, okay. So I wonder and it's at just what like stage, parked in a weird spot. At what stage coming down the street did they get sight of what had happened? And was it like, they haven't, yeah. have they? When did the anger oh my hit? Goodness. Yeah. Well, what I like to think in these situations is like, I was thinking about it later. And I was like, well, if you're trying to think about how measured is your response, yeah. it's like, well, how could that person possibly know yes that that was your park yeah like there's no like there's no sign up of course because you can't you can't do that (laughs) it's it's just like a street parking like it works everywhere else in the city so like like i don't know where they get off to think that they can ask someone to the person did move their car i was thinking afterwards i'm like maybe they should have just said like can't you just park across the road but like the person was like um Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll move it. And they moved it like 10 meters. And then this person's like, thank you. The other interesting thing is they've ended up having to walk a lot further than they would have if they just parked across the road. They walked across the road and then back again. Walked over to the the park and back. Uh, Look, I think uh, I understand the core thing because when we used to live in a cul-de-sac, my family, there was one park at the front of the house that I almost always uh, take. We'll let you know, though, when I say cul-de-sac, the actual end of the street is a few hundred meters further down. Yeah, sure. So it's not as if it's right in the end. Because I know you did live right in the end of the cul-de-sac. And I know that we clogged that cul-de-sac up a few times (laughs) with our parking. Actually, I remember. Remember those people on the corner they got really upset they used to get upset 
Oh, did Didn't they? they come out and they get upset where we parked? Oh, that's right. Because basically, there would probably have been three car parks in this cul-de-sac that you could take. It was quite a small cul-de-sac. Outside of that, you had to park on the street. It came off. And sometimes there'd be more than three of us there trying to get a car park. And so I think it was largely, was it you or was it Michael who would park up on the grass? <laughs> One of I you don't think I'd up, park on the grass. I don't know if been, Michael did. It might have been Michael then was parking up on the grass and they were not happy about that. I remember well, that I mean, that's, I can understand that. Yeah, that's reasonable. That's reasonable. But my point is I remember sometimes when I would come home, you know, from the radio show or something late at night and I'd see that that spot out in front of my house in the cul-de-sac that I'd normally take was, was no longer there. It would feel as though someone had taken my space, that my that some sort of injustice had occurred. So I understand the core emotions. What I don't understand is how no, I guess, awareness of what reality actually is setting in in the two minutes between when they screeched up and decided to tell someone off for it. I wonder if they're they're directly across from the clubhouse. Yeah. I'm wondering if this is going to be an ongoing issue. Yeah. I'm wondering if they have a problem, I think, and I'm not positive. I'm just trying to think of my history with this house. Mm. I think I have noticed some peering out the window sure. while there's been some working in the garden before. Who'd complain about a community garden? That's, not, that's what I'm as thinking. As the I'm least like, offensive oh my goodness. thing. As, as, well, as, as far as things go that could go into a park. Yes. As far as loud sports, yeah. a skate park, which actually I would probably be on board with, but I know lots of people would be upset at the, the young hooligans being around. Yeah. Uh, like all these things that could happen. I'm like, <laughs> community garden is the least impactful. It's the most attractive visually. Yeah. And you get free food. Yeah. I'm like, what is your problem? I, I remember they were trying to build a skate park in a park near my place growing up actually and there was a big you know all the um the mums of the area and dads of the area who were concerned about it started door knocking and doing a petition up to try to cancel it and they got it cancelled in the end um they're concerned oh, great you could get those kids out of those skate parks <laughs> and back onto the street <laughs> where they're really you know adding to society the idea of skate parks is to give bored teenagers something to do because oh, when they're bored that's when they're disruptful don't knock me i wasn't i wasn't against the idea but i think the general idea was that um it was ne- it was going to be near some houses and skate parks can be somewhat loud in both the conversations oh, that's true. and, and that's true. the skating noises can be a bit loud as well. I used to skate on the... I was banned from skating in my street early in the morning by my parents because they said it was so disruptful. Yeah, sure, sure. And it was, you know, when you... Because you, you're slapping the wood. Yeah. Like when you do skateboard tricks on the, on the bitumen. Yeah. And I think also the area we lived was kind of like a valley. Sure. I think it just like echoed up. So uh, tell me about the photo you got for the photo shoot. Well, I, I want to... I'm going to guess... Was it you or one of the community garden members bending down with gardening gloves on with like a little shovel in the dirt, digging up a carrot or something no, and a group of you standing a, behind? We're around a raised bed, close. Yep. We're around a raised bed and the people on the foreground are bending over it so you see their backs. Sure. And then I'm, in, I'm behind the raised bed holding up a shovel. Now... There was no direction whether we should look at the camera or not. Yeah. I looked at the camera and smiled. I don't know if the others did. So <laughs> I sure. don't know if it was meant to be candid. There, there was lacking a bit of direction. Remember when we got that photo shoot for the radio station and yep. it's the type of thing where you're, you're in front of a white background and oh. they're like... 
yep. and you have to change poses all the time. Yep. And they were getting really upset at us because we didn't know any of the poses. <laughs> and we're like, we're not models, guys. No we're not models. And we saw another show come in. I think it was a show from the Gold Coast or something. And they just knew ex- they knew every pose. I just remember watching them and they were going from one to the next to the next. And I was like, oh, that's what they meant. Because I would just put my hands in my pockets and stand a different angle. <laughs> I was like, I can cross my arms and turn on my side. Yeah, no. Those, I can do v- varieties of standing on the side and having my arms crossed, nothing else. Yeah. I felt it was a little bit like that. We were lacking a little direction. Sure, um, sure. And so I have no idea if the photos turned out. There was only two locations that they were taken and it was right on deadline, Dom. This was at three o'clock in the afternoon on the day of the deadline. What? And so I was thinking if any mistakes happen with the photo, they're not going to have any time to change them. So who knows what's yeah. coming out on that front cover. So- if I see this paper come out and I look on the front cover, cover and we're not there something was wrong with the photo when when's publication date i don't know i think it could be monthly so i guess early <laughs> next month right so it really is a small small community publication <laughs> oh yeah like if not monthly i was thinking maybe quarterly right i don't okay. know how sure. it's, not, it's certainly not daily or weekly i thought you were talking about the local community paper the weekly community paper this is different to that, smaller than that. Well, see, those don't exist anymore. Oh, they just got cancelled, didn't they? That's right. Yeah. They just dropped them. Yeah, so this is an independent. I was talking to the lady. It's quite interesting. So you, it's one person and she has bought mm. a local paper, huh. like a community paper. Wow. And it services like five suburbs. Gosh. I don't, that- I, 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 that's a job. And so I guess there's enough advertising to support yourself. I guess if you've but, just got um, one employee, you probably do have it's, enough. It's the newspaper equivalent of a podcast, really, isn't it? <laughs> oh, it it's sounds like... A, you know, it's a single-person operation. It's independent media. It sounds like the sort of job that someone would have in a Hallmark Christmas movie. Mm. You know, owns it the local paper. sounds pretty fun, to be honest. Yeah. I got sent through the um, article so I could proofread it or mm. just, you know, approve it. There's a lot of, like... Um, you're not going to be leaf. What's happening down <laughs> yeah. at the local community garden? And great. it's like B-E apostrophe leaf. That's great. And so I was like, oh, okay. So it's not like a serious thing. It's not a hard hitting investigation. There's a bit of, there's a, there's a few plays on words in there. Yeah, great. Okay. Well, that's exciting. I mean, are you going to share any of, I guess you probably can't publicly share the image of the other people at the community garden without their... Why, well, it's in a paper. Why not? I guess so. If it's public. I'd just love to see the photo. Can you post it on Collecting Down's Instagram when it comes out? Mm, no, I definitely will if we make the front page. Yeah, right. Okay. If you don't, then you get. Yeah, well, I'll be so nervous the night before it comes down. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> My life's gonna change forever tomorrow. Remember when you used to think that? Yeah, I do. We chatted about what this last that? episode. Was, yeah, no, we chatted about the Gariathon, but there was yeah. another occasion. Was it when you were on the radio website? No, what was the time that you thought that? Yeah, I think it was. Wasn't it that time you were on the radio website? Yeah, they did a story. And you woke up early and kept refreshing your emails, thinking that people were going to get in touch. Well, I was, I yeah, I think I was, I thought this really mattered. I was voted like Australia's number one top talent to watch. I might have rigged the votes. Let's leave that to one side. But I was voted That's Australia's- That's another story. That was the other time Dom bought likes. No, I didn't buy likes for that one. I didn't buy likes. Don't you remember the radio station sent it around to all staff and got them to vote? I don't remember. Anyway. I thought you I thought it came out I thought you were hiding from me for a long time that you had rigged it. No. And I, then um I rigged and then it. And I but remember not in that you way. saying uh yeah yeah I I I bought ones on that as well. No, there were no purchased ones on that particular one, but there were some other tactics used. Point is though, I was voted Australia's number one hot talent to watch or something. I think that was the 
I think that was the catch, the headline of it. And let's be honest, the way this worked, you nominated yourself and then you got friends and family to vote for you. So we're not talking like the hottest one. I guess it is the hottest 100, actually. <laughs> That's kind of how the hottest 100 works at Triple J. But the point is, I thought all the radio bosses, this is like six years ago, all the radio bosses of the country are going to wake up and go, well, i got to hire him now. He's been deemed number one. <laughs> I remember you telling me it was like three o'clock in the afternoon. I was flat. And you were just like really confused. Yeah, I was flat. It's like, I don't, what? <laughs> I thought I'm someone, number one. I thought I'd finally have a radio job now. I thought someone would actually pay me to do this. Because this, they don't tell you this about working in radio. And I didn't mind it at the time, especially. But I reckon I did five years on air, maybe even six years on air before I first got paid for it. Five years of doing a radio show. I mean, in some senses, it's a miracle to have ever been paid to have done to have been able to have but conversations. If you took another approach, I do understand what you're saying. And certainly it's an industry where you do have to do mm. a lot of unpaid work. There were other approaches you could have taken where you'd make other sacrifices. Yeah, that's true. And then get paid. So you could have gone regionally and mm. you sacrifice maybe being away from friends and family, true. but you would have got paid. So you prioritize being close to friends and family. You yeah. sacrifice being paid. Sure. And I know that in some instances as well, well, in almost every other job, you might have to do a four or five year degree where you're paying before you can do the job. So I know it, it all comes out in the wash a little bit, but anyway, I, uh, I, I do think that, um, that, you should get maybe one email for being number one top talent. I just thought that, but that's fine. I think that probably speaks more towards the power of that list in particular. I think you're probably right uh, without going any further into that particular one. Hey, actually, before we jump into your community garden AGM problems, uh, mum has another idea she wanted me to pitch at you, another segment idea for the podcast um, that she said I had to bring up this episode. What is it? So the segment's called Zach Mandatory. And the idea is you tell people what they have to do, things that are mandatory. I like it. Mandatory. I like it. I yep. can't believe in all the time we were trying to think up name-based puns for the radio show, <laughs> yeah. we never came up with that one. That's great. <laughs> it's pretty good. Seriously, yeah. last night, out of the blue, I was just, I walked in and said, hey, mum, and she said, Zach, mandatory. And I looked at her and I was like, what, what are you saying to me? Uh, and then she explained it. I mean, initially, she said, Zach, mandatory. And I thought she was saying that maybe you planned a tree. I couldn't figure that out. But and I just lost, like, was it was, like, so excited about it. You know, like, when someone run, bursts into a room and they're puffing? It's like, man, tree. And you're like, what is it? What yeah. is it? Yeah, basically. But anyway, look, I don't know if we, if we want to work that in and you can That's tell pretty good. Let's put it on the list. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I think the execution could do with a little work. Yep. I don't know of me just telling people what to do. Mm is perfect yet yep but i love the idea i love the play on words and judy's back she's well that's it that's the thing i mean and uh, now that we have our ideas bank back we can go back to the radio station and say we're ready to go again they'll be like is judy on board yeah. <laughs> because i've heard in the media that there's been a falling out yeah <laughs> well, yeah the, well there was a while where she left but she's yeah back. she's the uh she's the creative genius behind collective down apparently so zach mandatory the other thing you could do you know how in um the uk you know that would that would uh that i think you're about to go here that would yeah. be very confusing for uk listeners because yes. a tory is a uh, conservative politician That's or just a conservative someone with conservative political views yeah so zach manda tory it would sound a bit like, like an that could be a character slogan. that i did yeah <laughs> it could be a character that i'd do <laughs> yeah where i'd introduce mandatory things as a tory that's pretty good that's not bad. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, we're, we're, this is the thing. The first well, thing is never the best. Well, now we can pitch that at BBC. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
We're going worldwide here. And this is the thing. And this is a really helpful lesson for all of us, I think, in that the first idea is never the best. You just sit with it, you workshop, and you find it. People go, well, you know, they'll talk about collective nouns Mm. um, uh, when we expanded into the UK. And they say, why did you go after that market? We go, well, Dom's (laughs) mum pitched Zach mandatory. (laughs) It didn't make any sense to do it in Australia. (laughs) So really, we uprooted our lives, moved to London. Yep. And, and had a crack. It, it became an enormous successes. I could be the next doctor in Doctor Who. <laughs> it, it has, do people make the transition from English radio to Doctor Who? Uh, well, Bradley Walsh is in, a companion on the show and he hosted The Chase. So that's not too far off. Okay. I mean, okay. we could do maybe Top Gear. We'll do Top Gear. Um, the Community Garden COVID-related... Uh, controversy I think you'd say in, uh, last night I got an email saying the AGM which is this weekend mm. I, I have had comments from people saying you've been saying this weekend for, <laughs> for months now it's yep. definitely this weekend mm. because of new restrictions in in Queensland yep. you can only have 10 people at yep. an event Sure. and so they've said not just you have to basically they outlined to the people that you had to have an invite to go to the AGM. Oh, that's 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 a bit of a problem. You shouldn't be and doing so that. And so I'm on the list. Okay. I've made it. I'm in the top 10. Sure. But it does mean that... All, remember how I told you all these new members are coming? All these younger people? Yeah. Oh, they're out. <laughs> they're out. So, so you can't be so challenged. I'm thinking it's going, to be very, it's going to be very hard to overthrow anyone in power yeah. when all the new people that are coming in... They're, it's not, they haven't been, it's kind of voter su- um, suppression. Yes. Because they haven't made it impossible to vote. They're saying that there's going to be a Zoom link yeah. to the meeting, but I can't imagine anyone's going to partake in that. See, he, I, thought, so, yeah, I thought you might have been going against this administration, but now I've realized you're basically, you're Mike Pence. You're right in the guts I'm going of the administration. Along with it. Well, yeah. I did write back to the email, but this was an official email. This wasn't this wasn't something that had just been um, knocked around. This wasn't people weren't asking for opinions on this. This was from the official account from the community garden saying this is how it's happening. It's sure. already done. We've sent it out. I did reply back and I said, "Well, could we just postpone it? I mean, put it off for a month. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. We're not too but far they off. have invited the local councillor, and so I wondered if that." Uh, you know, the local councillor, that's the only time they could make it or something like that. Aren't the rules that you can have 30 people if you're outdoors? Is it? I thought it was. I could be wrong, but if it, if that uh, was the case, have it in the garden. Well, we, we usually do anyway. Oh, there we go. This is controversial. Tom. I could I don't be know wrong, what they're but planning here. Yeah. I don't know what they're doing. We've had a president who's been using the clubhouse for his own book club. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't available for, didn't want to be pictured. Didn't yeah. want to be on the front page. Why? Of the local community paper. <laughs> Said he couldn't make the photo shoot. It's suspicious though, isn't it? It that is. You don't want your face out in the media. Mm. Why? Is it because you're afraid of what's going to be uncovered when the book club see that you're also <laughs> heading up the community garden? How many community and then projects all of a sudden, one week before the AGM, yeah. all of a sudden the new people aren't allowed to come? What is this? It's a what bit, are you afraid of? Something fishy's going on. That would be my headline if I was writing in that, that local newspaper. Mm. Something fishy at the AGM. 
I mean, I might be able to work a bit better on a headline. That would work that, a lot but... better at the local fishing club. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to figure out the connection between fishing and the garden. All right, what about this? What about this? What's the dirt on community garden yeah. president? That's pretty good. Yeah. Can we dig to the bottom of this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I mean, yeah. we got to we'll get to the now. root of the problem. I'm sorry so for some reason. It. For some reason, I was thinking more ocean themes. <laughs> I don't really know. I don't really why? know why. Well, I don't know. for some reason, I, I I just imagined you guys being a club who sits by the ocean on a. In a well, shack. I'm pretty confident now. After I secured uh, 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 the front page of the local paper, I'm pretty confident in my position. So mm. I'm wondering if I should rattle some cages at the AGM. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm considering, yep. and I don't know how this will go, mm. but confronting the local councillor. <laughs> Why? <laughs> because it's been like two years and they haven't done anything. And then yeah. I heard the other day through someone who is uh, who runs the community group that looks after the, the garden. Mm. Um, I heard the other day that in another part of town, the council has committed $40,000 to a local community garden, just like, boom, just like that. Someone said they wanted to do a community garden. They gave them $40,000. Right. And I said, why is that? And they said, just in some areas when they want stuff, it happens really quickly. In areas where they don't really care if it happens, they will let it drag out for years. And I'm wondering if I should go in. And I know that the president won't want me doing this because <laughs> no. he's been quoted as saying, don't burn the boats before. <laughs> But I'm considering going in me? there with a torch and lighting yeah. that baby on fire. <laughs> what, what you maybe have to do is look up some of the signature projects of this councillor first. and then... um, No, I'm already on that. I was going to look into their background. Yeah. I was thinking of like seeing what their big their big claim to fame was in the area yep. and being like, remember when you did this? Yeah. That was five years ago. Yeah. Yep. Can't we rise back up to that level? <laughs> so I would start aspirational. Yeah. That's and if that good. didn't work, then I would go for the jugular and because I'd have another list of their failings. What you could do. You... And then I'd just go boom, boom, boom. I the think... intersection at Smith Road and, and, and John Street. Because when's that going to happen? Hey, you're just sitting on that as well. I, can I just say this is also a perfect opportunity for you to uh, bring up the dog park situation. And while we're at it, <laughs> you know, with all the dogs on the off the leash without permission in that area, I I have a theory. I have an idea. You take this or leave it. Maybe to to wash your hands of this, you need to set up the Karen across the road to oh, be the one to do good. this. You need this to feed them good. the information, and then when the councillor arrives, tell the councillor. Yeah, no, to this park is what here. I do. Yes, that's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> I'll stand out on the road and I'll wave him into the park. <laughs> We've reserved this one just for you. Yeah, yeah. And then we're off and running. And we're then and this running. is kind of like standover tactics that yeah. the mafia use. Because then what I'll do is I'll offer him yeah. that I can make it all go away. I'll go, I'll go, you don't want to be bothered by this Karen again? I'll go talk to her if you... Yeah. If you put For, money into the community garden. 40k. 40 grand and you're clean. Oh, I've heard other places have 40k. That's all we're asking. Yeah, yeah. How much money did the council put in in the first place? No, this is crazy. We're not asking for any money. We're asking them for, to sign a piece of paper saying that we're allowed to dig on the site. <laughs> right. Wait, sign a piece of paper. But who That's all we're asking all? you to do. Where did the funds come from to establish it all? Um. Uh, well, there's been a couple of grants. So that's how the councils work is they put out grants to community groups and you have to apply for them and so we had a couple of uh, we had a very small grant to buy um water tanks a few other water tanks were donated by people in the community there's a lot of donations bunnings donated some things in the local area because they have community programs yeah sure, sure. um 
I think someone else donated something. But there's not much there at the moment, Dom. So the things that are there, there was only one or two grants. I think there was like an airport. For some reason, the airport had a grant for community <laughs> groups. Right. And then, so that was like $1,000. And $1,000 buys you a lot of gardening equipment. Yeah, I can imagine. Just imagine taking a $1,000 Bunnings gift voucher to Bunnings. Think about what you could do with that. I, that's what I do in my dreams every night, Dom. Yeah, yeah. Well, imagine, you know those old shopping sprees where you'd like run through and it was how much stuff you could get in your trolley within 10 minutes. I I'd could picture go you going straight to, to that middle section in Bunnings yep. that's, that has its own register, you know, where all the tools are. Yep. And I'd fill up the trolley with Ryobi batteries because <laughs> really? those things are friggin' expensive. <laughs> Like $150 okay. a pop. Yeah. Imagine a whole trolley full of those because pound for pound, that That's would be true. one of the more expensive things in the shop. It's a good point. And then I'd sell them on Marketplace for maybe the same price, maybe slightly above if that's judging by mm. how everyone else sells things on Marketplace. <laughs> yeah. The pricing system on Marketplace. I was looking at a Lomax Christmas decoration there the other day. I need to cut myself off from them. But I was looking at one of those. They were asking $5 less than the original asking price I could get it for new. It was five years old. And also people, I think because people rationalize, well, it's less. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I'm like, yeah, but I'm going to someone's random house. Yes. That's not on my usual route. Like if it's at the shops, I'm going there to get food and stuff like that. And it's a pleasant experience. I can yeah. go get a coffee. I can w- wander around. Yeah. Whereas like I'm going to your random house. I have the discomfort mm. of, you know, making a deal with you. I got to get cash out of an ATM. Yeah. And then I have no... And then if I if I spot that there's a problem with it... Mm. You got nothing. What am I meant to do? You what, can, like I, and then I have to be really awkward and be like, oh, no, I don't want it. But then I've made that trip for nothing. So well, that's the thing. Very, and as, if there's a problem situation. with it, if there's a problem with something you buy at the shop, take it back with a receipt, they'll replace it. You don't get that, we, that deal. We sold a fridge on Gumtree recently. Mm. And I almost killed myself trying to get it into this guy's car. <laughs> yeah. Like it was, it wouldn't fit in his truck. So we had to put it basically on the roof. <laughs> and, right. and like I was climbing up on his ute and it tipped a little bit. Oh, Honestly, it, you know when your leg slips when you're on like a, on yeah. a cliff face or something like that? If you're climbing a mountain and your leg slips for a second and, yep. you, and you're like, whoa, that could have been bad. That could have been it. I looked behind me and there was like a retaining wall that I would have hit my head on if I'd fallen. And jeez. I thought, oh, jeez, that was close. It's not worth it for the $80 that we sold the fridge for. Well, see, I told you that in the, at the start of isolation, we got a pool table here. Now, pool tables notoriously weigh a heap. And I remember we, when we went to pick it up, we hired a van to go and pick it up in. And the people we bought it from, we only paid like 150 bucks or 200 bucks for this pool table. And they helped us carry it out. And it was about half an hour of intense, like, I think they were tradies and they were, it was really hurting them to lift it. I wasn't helping a lot, I'll be honest. I was just kind of helping navigate more than anything. But I remember thinking like, basically we've paid for, we haven't paid you for this half hour of manual labor to help get the pool table into the actual van. Yeah. Well, because if, if I hadn't helped, this is what Sarah said afterwards, because yeah. I was home by myself, but that was just a coincidence. Mm. She was like, if it was if it was been hurt, we wouldn't have got rid of it. Like, what was the person's plan? They needed another, yeah, yeah. you know, a second a second person to help. And Sarah's pregnant. Yeah. It's not as if she could have helped. I've been looking for pavers. I'd like to make a path in the yard. And I'd like old bricks. Sure. I just like the idea of old red bricks. Very hard to come by, because I think everyone likes the idea of old <laughs> red bricks. Sure. And... There's people who are selling pavers on Facebook Marketplace in my area more expensive than how you can get them at Bunnings. Yeah. And I guess the idea is that they're playing into like a vintage feel, like that you're getting, you know, 
something with a story. Yeah. But they're about 25% more than what there are at Bunnings. A lot of them are a picture of a paved area and they say, you got to come get them yourself. Oh, and I'm like, me, I'm not going to do a destruction <laughs> job in your backyard. And so wait, I have to pay you yeah. to get rid of something that you want. You don't want there anymore. You obviously are going in a different direction and you're trying to get me to pay you to come and remove your junk. Uh, it's smart. What a, what a racket. It is smart. It, like I remember when we put this pool table in, dad actually said, He's like, when we eventually decide to leave this place, I won't charge for the pool table. I'll say free if you can take it. That's what those, those a marketplace, it's either extremely unrealistic yeah. or it's free and you got to be there in 24 seconds. <laughs> That's the because thing. if you're not already at the door when they post it, you yeah. have no hope of getting it for free. Yeah. Uh, have you ever been in a marketplace race? I've been let down a lot of times. There was some down near you a few months ago that someone was giving away these raised garden beds, yep. galvanized steel. They're mm. very expensive, actually, surprisingly expensive if you buy them new. They were giving away three for free. They're these big beds. They're probably worth $300. Sure. It had been up for eight minutes, and I said, I'm coming now. And they're like, sorry, someone's already here. <laughs> what? Jeez. What? Wow. Um, well, if you're interested in garden beds, we still have a... I was one sitting here that with the the homage to the owners. Uh, Mum's happy for you to take <laughs> no, them. No, no. The tip of the hat. Yeah, the tip of the hat to the owners. Mum's happy for you to take them if you want those garden beds. No, I might consider that actually. Seriously, once the, uh, they're all yours. Once the hot spots uh, <laughs> dissipated down your way, if you come the, south um, of the river in a hazmat suit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be filthy. <laughs> the funny thing about that is your mum contacted me 18 months ago about those uh, planters and said they had to be gone that day. <laughs> so right, right. The I urgent tactics obviously didn't work with anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think, uh, I think my, we were having a party here or something. It might have been my brother's engagement party and mum wanted them out of the way then. But this is the that's kind of the the funny thing is she's trying to play into the marketplace tactic. I know I um I won a marketplace race once to get a bike. This is a while ago now, but I wanted to get a a, a bike. This is before my my quite expensive nice one that I I bought and have ridden six times. I wanted to get a bike in the area, and someone was selling a great one for forty bucks. And I happened to it listed. It came up as just now when I searched bike, which is the dream. I mean, was it in your first. area close it, by? It was a block away. And oh, as I was good. walking out the door with it, because they listed their address there, as I was walking out the door with it, two other people walked up. And I gave them this look of, sorry, guys, too, too late. late. Yep, early bird gets you, the worm. What would you have done if they had said one of them had yelled 60? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's, I mean, that's the cliche in every Christmas movie when someone buys the last toy, isn't it? The last toy they want, and you're walking out the store, or the last ham, or the last turkey, and someone yells at you, I'll pay you double, I'll pay you triple. I did have this instance once where I was trying to get this rare Ushi. Yeah. And yeah, I know where this is going. Very well done. <laughs> I still I offered a thousand dollars and apparently someone offered a bit more, so then I just upped my offer yeah. to twelve hundred and I Jeez. got it in the end. Doesn't that feel like more than a year ago? Was that a year ago? Yeah, was it? that was a year ago. Was that a year ago that people yeah. were talking about Ushi? I know, it was. Oh man, that was our biggest concern. <laughs> I know. <laughs> It's come do, a long way. It does feel a bit like that sometimes when you, you look back at what was going on and what the big talking points were and what was... Do you remember when it was like a massive national controversy for two or three days that the Honey Badger didn't pick anyone in the Bachelor finale? Do you remember mm, that? Simpler times. Oh, 
I know. It's just, it puts everything in perspective when you live through a, a pandemic. Uh, if anyone's wondering, I know a few people have reached out and said they started listening to the podcast during Life from Lockdown. Mm. Dom tried to sell an Ushi online for $1,000 and I catfished him, basically. Yeah. Well, those are those Woolworths collectibles. I think they're back now, actually. They're Woolworths Ushis. Woolworths, the Woolworths executives are looking at each other and they're like, what can we do mm. to help the nation? <laughs> and it's like going around the group and then they like open a curtain and there's a golden Ushi behind it. Yeah. Well, the, the, the people need it. The, the thing people about, need it now more than ever. The great thing about the Ushis is there's really no reason they should be worth anything. It's an artificial sort of marketplace that they've created. And yeah, I well, got that's basically all collectibles. That's true. And I got one that I thought was very valuable and quite rare. And I'd heard reports of them selling for thousands of dollars. I tried to sell one for a thousand dollars. I had a buyer. And then when I met it, it was Zach. Have you had to wear a mask yet? Uh, yeah, when I got COVID tested, I had to wear a mask then, but I haven't had to wear a mask outside of that, going outdoors or anything like that. Have you got a mask? Are you masked? Yeah, I've bought some because they've uh, recommended... Well, it looks like that they're, they're being more and more recommended in Queensland, and there's places where you go where you have to wear them. Mm, Bunnings, like I think. The is, hospitals and stuff like that. Bunnings is now asking people in really? Queensland away. as of yes. when? As of this morning. Bunnings, the head of Bunnings, Queensland, I think, was saying where you can buy masks when you come into the store, but we would really like it if you could wear one. They're not mandatory yet. <laughs> Maybe that could be in the segment. That could be the first mandatory. Um, they're not mandatory yet. But uh, please do wear masks in Queensland Bunnings stores. So it feels like we might oh, be going that way. Goodness. What? Um, I'll just, we'll end on this, Dom. Yeah. My Tamagotchi. Oh, I forgot to ask for a Tamagotchi update. <laughs> yep. Has just evolved. Oh, what? Oh, into a bird-like creature. Well, that's good news. You got it from, is that its second stage of life? Uh, third after egg. Well done. That's so it's three years old today, and so that's when it gets wings, apparently. Jeez. Uh, uh, days a year in, right. uh, in uh, Tamagotchi, Tamagotchi Land. And also, I, also in really 2020. Actually... <laughs> Good one. <laughs> <laughs> I love my favorite part about it is that you really had to race to slip it in before I moved on with something else. <laughs> well, it was like it you was... were answering a question on Jeopardy. <laughs> That would be a good idea. I guess that's kind of what have you been paying attention is. Yeah. But what happens if 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 we did <laughs> if it was classic joke trivia? Yeah. Where someone really deadpan, <laughs> yeah. uh, like ask questions as if they're like uh, Christmas cracker jokes. Yeah. And the contestants have to say the answer, but no one presents it as a joke. Beat it's just really serious. Beat the punchline, something like that. Call it that. Why did the mechanic sleep under the car? Beep 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 beep. To wake up oily. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty good. And I, I did slip it in because I, the reason I did that is because I knew that if I didn't do it then, that it wouldn't really work a minute or so later to say, remember how you said... You'd try, to figure, you? out, you'd try to figure <laughs> out a way to... <laughs> I'd be in trouble. So uh, you've, you've, you've so fathered this time I got you well to, to its three-year-old birthday. Yeah, well I was concerned last night because it went to sleep with the poo next to it. Oh. And you can't wake them up when they're sleeping. And I thought, oh, is that going to be, you know, you probably shouldn't sleep with a poo there. That's not very hygienic. Yeah, yeah. So I waited on bated breath to see if it was alive this morning. Also, when it went to bed, it had zero hunger hearts and it had zero happiness hearts. Oh, no. But as I said, there's nothing you can do when it's sleeping. So I thought I could be in trouble here, but woke up healthy. And then a few hours later, 
It's evolved wow. or grown up. I don't know what the terminology is. <laughs> well done. I mean, I'm proud of you. I, I've got to say, to I, see I a friend say of yours. I did say Sarah the other day. Sarah, you know, was saying, oh, are you going to keep it alive? And I did say, you do kind of figure out that they are designed for children. And so, yeah. it's actually not that difficult. <laughs> sure. Because, like, it sleeps for about 12 hours. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah, of course, because it has a... It has a timer in there. It has a watch yeah. that it knows the time. And a kid's going to sleep from like seven to seven. Yeah. And so sure, like it sure. goes to sleep at about seven and then it wakes up the next day. Like it sleeps for a long time. Right. And you actually don't have to feed it as much as I remember when I was a kid. So I don't know how we killed him. <laughs> it's like, it doesn't seem that hard to keep alive. I guess it was just that you would be so busy with the Xbox and the Pokemon cards and, and whatever else was going on. Or maybe it's it's when you had to be at school and they wouldn't let you have a Tamagotchi at school. How do you keep it alive during the True. day that's probably it that could be that's bits and pieces it. school would have been a bit a big hassle i just want to say though and I, I mean it's a touching note to end the podcast on i guess but it's kind of it's really it makes me proud to see someone i've known for so long growing into fatherhood like this it just it's fit you it's like a, new a side of me isn't it it really it's a new side and i think the listeners have heard that of this podcast i think people have heard this warmer softer father figure come out lately well since i'm the hoping i mean i got the tamagotchi to train me to become a parent yeah I'm hoping it's this easy. I'm hoping I have the same... I'm hoping three days in, I go, this is actually pretty easy. I don't know what everyone was talking about. I'm hoping yeah. that's the reaction I have to being a parent. I don't know if it will be. I would has. I would probably say, don't let your baby sleep next to a poo. Just as a... Generally, that's a yeah. good rule, yes. I don't know a lot about parenting, but I think that's not a bad idea. Anyway, look, all the best. I need to go and watch this tutorial about um about possum traps. So I'll go do that. You Good luck with your Tamagotchi. And... That sentence would have been very out of place yeah. this time a year ago. <laughs> to highlight where we are, Dom in the next 24 hours is going to go try to trap a possum. <laughs> and I'm going to try to keep a Tamagotchi alive. And that's 2020, baby. Yeah. Yep. Thanks for listening, guys. Stay safe. We'll talk to you in a couple of days. Bye.